This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. This is episode 103 and we've got a special guest on our uh, on our line ready to kind of accept the challenge of a two minute brain buster quiz, talk everything NXT and AW Dynamite and NXT TakeOver Portland predictions. But uh, a lot to cover in this episode, it's going to be a really really fun episode and we've also got your listener questions towards the back end of this episode as well. But I want to introduce, uh, he's been on the podcast a couple of times before, um, he's a good friend of of the uh, uh, Wrestling With Jonas Facebook community page, a good friend of mine, been to a couple of wrestling shows with him, but Ashley Clements, welcome back to the Wrestling With Jonas podcast. Good afternoon, how are you? Afternoon, uh, John, it's good to be back. Uh, looking forward to dive into these, uh, the week of wrestling and also look forward to the takeover card on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. It's a really, really stacked card. Um, and I think it's six matches that's been announced. I don't think any of them have been officially announced as kickoff matches yet, because usually they just have yeah. five matches on the main show. But uh, um, I think they might have had six for Worlds Collide back last month. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if they're going to announce a kickoff match separately over the weekend before the show itself, or whether one of the matches does get bumped. But uh, looking at the card, and we'll talk more about it later, they're all six very strong matches, uh, and neither of them deserve to kind of drop into the kickoff but uh, we shall see and we'll talk more about that later on and of course you're going to be experiencing the the two minute brain buster quiz quiz Ashley I, I, I've been looking forward to getting you on board to uh, test your knowledge um, you know Kieran Reed, he kind of uh, you know shouts you gives you uh, you know the rub really and, and kind of puts you over as being the, the quiz master and uh, I can't wait to test your knowledge uh, on all things wrestling a little bit later on there's a little bit from WWE NXT AEW maybe a little bit of NWA and New Japan thrown in there as well uh, but I know New Japan is not your strongest subject they're not there to throw you out but uh, I've got to kind of spread it across the brand so uh, uh, how are you feeling about the, the Brain Buster quiz a bit later Ash? Um, a little bit mixed emotions it's obviously it's like <laughs> time constraint thing it's like pretty under pressure it's like trying not to like yeah it's like trying not to look at the time like it's like the kind of worst thing. It's like you try to think yourself and not try to rush into it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my advice for that uh, to anybody that's taken it before is just take a second to think about the question, think about your answer. Don't kind of uh, give you a, an off-the-cuff uh, answer to that uh, to any of the questions. But uh, yeah, give yourself an extra th- second to think about the right answer, and then uh, we'll, we'll kind of uh, race through as many questions as we can in two minutes. And of course, the record is held by uh, Grizz. He was the very first, uh, very first uh, person that took on the, the Brainbuster quiz. We've had a few, but we'll go through the leaderboard a bit later. Can't wait to talk more uh, about the Brainbuster quiz with Ashley. A bit later on at the very end of the show uh but uh, ashley i know that you're always on the road i know 
you always kind of uh, go into wrestling shows, indie shows around the UK. You're not afraid to kind of put in the miles to kind of see your favourite indie promotions. Uh, what sort of uh, shows have you been to? What sort of promotions have you followed recently in the last few weeks? Um, <coughs> I, I know Progress is a big favourite of yours. Have you been to see Progress in the recent weeks? So I was at Progress last month on when was it? It was a week before Rumble, so it's August the no, not August, January the nineteenth. Yeah. So that's when Car Noir was crowned the new champion. Yeah. That was that, that was probably one of the loudest, biggest pop I've heard at an independent show. Because it's because you think, oh, with these federations in WWE, you wouldn't think a non WWE talent would win that title. Yeah. But when he did, the pop was just unreal. Yeah, and uh, like I say, you always post pictures on your Facebook page. Um, you kind of you're an avid um, kind of photographer when it comes to kind of capturing your moments, your favourite moments at these wrestling shows. And uh, uh, like I say, lots of big happenings on the indie scene at the moment. What 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 what's kind of floating your boat? What's really you know uh, exciting you at the moment about current wrestling, the current wrestling products, whether it be mainstream or independent? Anything really kind of capturing your imagination, really doing it for you at the moment, Ashley? Um, when I go to wrestling shows, man, at the moment is trying to see new talent, kind of yeah. trying to catch my eyes, trying to impress me, and try to go see more of them as well across the country. Yeah, yeah, new talent most definitely. And there's, there's a lot of really exciting, fresh talent out there that's really, you know, capturing everybody's imagination. I suppose Progress do a good job of promoting that young, fresh talent, especially uh, with their, uh, their, was it their, um, their, their show they run every summer. Uh, uh, is it Natural Progression, progression Series? Yeah. That's the one. So, natural Progression Series. But uh, I know that, I mean, that's highlighted quite a few big stars like Scotty Davis, uh, MJ, uh, MO. Uh, the likes of uh, Cara Noir as well, um, and Gene Money have, have all been kind of like elevated because of their appearance in a progress ring at uh, NPS certainly last year. But um, any other kind of fresh talents, new talents that you've got your eye on that you think could be big stars on the indie scene or maybe possibly NXT UK in the future? Um, there are quite a few, but it's like early days of them because you want them to develop. Because I know there's a, there's a few that have like who've been on NXT UK who've dropped out because of their age. Like the likes of Dan Maloney and Minnie McKenzie, they dropped from that because they want to pursue their career a bit more, develop yeah. a, uh, develop better, then go back to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I was a big fan of uh, uh, Millie McKenzie, especially when she was um, doing more things with Progress and popping up in NXT UK. And uh, I, w- I would like to see more of her in the future, definitely. And uh, Dan Maloney is another really exciting talent. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he kind of he's just bubbling under at the moment. And I think you know maybe this year could be his year. But um, before we start talking about AEW. I just want to throw out my uh, one and only plug that I like to do every single week, and that's to encourage my listeners and everybody uh, to go and visit uh, the Wrestling With Jonas webpage, wrestlingwithjonas.com. So go and visit wrestlingwithjonas.com. You've got the full archive of all of our previous podcasts, all 102 of them, uh, including this one here, episode 103. Uh, a special tab at the top there if you're interested in wrestling interviews. Go and uh, click on that to hear our previous interviews with the likes of uh, with, with the likes of um, Sean Custom. Big Effing Joe, CJ Carter, and so many more. 
Uh, so go and check that out. Links to um, all of our news articles and exclusive articles from our team of writers. And of course, you can go and check out the Wrestling with Jonas merchandise. Just go to our wrestlingwithjonas.com webpage uh, for everything Wrestling with Jonas, all under one roof. And uh, it's a really, really good website. Uh, it's been kind of praised and given a lot of positive feedback from those that have gone and visited there. But you can check out, more importantly, uh, our full archive of podcasts. That's wrestlingwithjonas.com. And of course, all of our social media links. Links are up there as well. So if you want to uh, search us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, there's the buttons at the top of the page. You just click on the uh, the links and take you straight to our social media. So uh, Ashley, this week's AEW Dynamite, another really solid show. Of course, they're kind of gearing up to their pay per view at the end of the month, the 29th of February, uh, AEW Revolution, and uh, some of the matches are, are kind of really coming together now. The build and some of the storylines are really, really good. Um, we're going to talk some of the highlights from this week's AEW Dynamites, and um, uh, some some of the. The first big talking point I want to talk about is Nyla Rose. So she obviously had a championship match against um, Ryu, who going into the match was the AEW Women's Champion. And um, Nyla Rose won the match. She won the match firstly by hitting quite a devastating spear and then a sit-out powerbomb to pin uh, Ryu. And uh, it was a really good match. I thought that fans were into it. I really enjoyed it. It was good to see Ryu back on uh, AEW TV because I think one of my criticisms of Rhea as a champion was that I think she only defended the title about three or four times in her entire uh, championship reign and she was a, a champion that was kind of not on TV very much and when she was you know although she ended up on the winning end most of the time she didn't really demonstrate much of a character so the women's division I think has suffered because of that but uh, Nyla Rose going over um, I've been a big fan of Nyla Rose I like um, you know I like her character I like presence. I think she's, uh, you know, a, a good uh, big woman in the ring. Uh, really enjoy what she does. Certainly, kind of from the, the power and the size standpoint. And uh, I think she's got really good chemistry with Rio as well. And I know that it was um, Nyla Rose and Rio have gone head to head in competition before. Um, but uh, this was. Yeah, definitely Nyla's night, her moments. She won the match, like I say, with that sit-out powerbomb. Now, I'm really, really happy. I think that it's going to add a bit more character to the division and um, potentially could set up a nice little rematch between Nyla Rose and Rio in the future. But I'd like to see Nyla Rose versus Chris Chris Statlander. I think that's the kind of the, the money match in the AEW women's division. But um, th there's been a lot of talk following Nyla Rose's win about obviously Nyla being a, a, a transgender individual. Um, a lot of people are saying that she shouldn't have won a uh, women's championship in a major, comp a major promotion like AEW because she was previously a man. But, you know, she, she is transgender. She identifies as a woman. Um, and uh, I, I consider her a female competitor, um, there's a lot of kind of, you know, hate and a lot of bigotry out there on social media towards Nyla Rose, which I don't think is very fair or uh, you know very justifiable. Um, but I'm really pleased for Nyla Rose. I'm glad that she's the new champion. There was a little segment after the match where she goes backstage and there's some of the other competitors in the women's division standing around looking, you know, unhappy at the outcome arms folded uh, across their chest not really prepared to congratulate Nyla um, there was Kenny Omega there as well Nyla was saying where's the bubbly where's the party for the new champion Chris Jericho got a party um, but uh, nothing for Nyla I felt quite sorry for her to be honest with you but uh, Ashley give us your thoughts on on the match the outcome of the match Nyla Rose is the new champion and having kind of 
um, a transgender individual as a, as a women's champion in a, in a major major promotion such as AEW. It's got a lot of people talking out there. So the match to start off with, I enjoyed it. I felt it's probably one of the best women's matches I've had so far in AEW. Agreed. The chemistry, yeah. the, the chemistry the two had, obviously, the last time they went up one-on-one was obviously to crown first champion yeah. back on the first episode of AEW. Um, it was just, it's just a different way to take the division forward. Because as we say, with Rhea, she was literally on and off TV. She was like, I don't want to say, she was kind of like a Brock Lesnar character. She was like, She'll be be there some day, some weeks. Then she wouldn't. She'll be gone for say a month because towards say the back end of the last year, yeah. she wasn't prominent on TV. I think after Paul Gear, she was. I think she might have been on one or two. But yeah, we've seen a lot. Of, we've seen a lot of Britt Baker and other competitors yeah. like that. Maybe a little bit of Statlander towards the end of last year, but not. You know, I can't remember too many occasions where Ryu's been a a regular feature on a Dynamite. But um, yeah. but yeah, carry on. Yeah, not even like to like, like competing matches, like have her like backstage segments or like do little like st- like a story build about her about her career, how she got into the business. If like yes. if an avid fan is just tuning into the product, do something around that. If you not don't know who this person is, uh, no one's not a race of champion. I think it's a good thing for her because it can go forward. You can see her every go on TV every week now. Yeah. Um, Looking at who she can go up against, it's quite fast. Well, slim, fast roster at the moment, but you can bring in challenges where she can go up against and utilise her strengths. Yeah, yeah. There, there does seem to be quite a few um, heels within the women's division on AEW. I mean, you've got the likes of Britt Baker, who's just turned heel, um, and, and, and several others. Um, I mean, Brandy Rose, I don't know whether she's a heel or a face nowadays, but uh, and, and uh, Awesome Kong, yeah. she, she seems to have disappeared from the AEW women's division. Uh, mm. But Chris Statlander is the one that I want to see uh, as like a major challenger to Nyla Rose in the future. And I, I think those two could have a hell of a battle. I mean, Chris Statlander's mm. a, a great athlete, um, Nyla Rose, we, we, we've obviously seen what she can do in the ring, a big, kind of powerful woman in the ring, some devastating moves. And that's kind of the money match, in my opinion. Is that a match that uh, does anything for you, Ash? Yeah, I could see it possibly being a good contender for the next paper of Revolution, but it's obviously give it, get, it's a short time for it to build up a match up for the paper view, but it's obviously if you can establish quick enough, you can get a big rifle build up for it. Yeah. Yeah, and Chris Statlander was one of the uh, female competitors that were stood backstage as well, including uh, uh, Britt Baker and uh, Big Swall and one or two others uh, that I mentioned earlier. But um, mm. what about the, the kind of, uh, dare I say it, controversy? You know, a lot of people are talking about Nyla Rose being transgender. Do you think that really matters? Do you think it does give her an unfair advantage? And, um, you know, although it's a talking point, is, is it... Is it, I mean, it's obviously not affected her booking because they've obviously made her a champion, mm. but uh, does it affect the women's division in your eyes? Ooh, it's a hard one to say. It's kind of like 50 50 booking, but when I look at it like back years ago, like the early 2000s, late 90s, when you had China be the first women to hold a men's title in WWE. True. It's like you can't, like you're saying this about this now, but you look back years ago when it happens, like when China became an intercontinental champion, it's like, Different things you would have thought a woman would win a main a men's title. I mean, you've got today we've got Tessa Blanchard as Impact World Champion. Exactly. It's like you can't 
really contradict yourself. It's the, it's happened in the past and it's still happening today. You can't literally pick and choose of who you want as champion or not. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I don't think, it, you know, a lot of people, I think, that might be a little bit phobic towards, you know, uh, that community. Uh, I think are the ones that are making the most amount of noise. But I think when you take Nyla Rose as an individual, as a performer, um, I think she's definitely deserving to be the AW Women's Champion. I'm really, really pleased for it. Like I say, I like her gimmick. I like her character. I like what she can do in the ring. And uh, already it's kind of lifted and elevated the AW Women's Division, in my opinion. I think it's definitely a lot more interesting than when Ryu was the champion. I think some, some of my listeners might disagree with that, but uh, I didn't think she was particularly charismatic or interesting as a champion. I thought... What I did like about Rhea as a champion was that she did uh, kind of, uh, you know, with her size disadvantage, it did kind of add to the drama of the match, especially when she was getting, you know, um, kind of beaten down by the, her bigger opponents. Um, and I did think that that helped to bring the crowd into the matches as well. So that's kind of one good thing I'd say about Rhea. She certainly knew how to kind of uh, deliver as far as, bringing you know bringing the fans into the match you could say uh, but I think otherwise and you brought up a really good point was I don't think AEW have done a very good job at um, giving us telling us more about Ryu as an individual building her character telling us about her past or her background there's not been enough vignettes done especially when she's not on screen all that much I think you need to do more behind the scenes stuff about your champion so that uh, you know the more casual fans or people just kind of tuning into AEW for the first time know about your champion and as you also said I think we're going to see a lot more of Nyla Rose on weekly TV so that will certainly help but um, a good uh, match a new champion and uh yeah uh, uh, regarding revolution like you say there's not enough time possibly to build a new contender so we might see a rematch between Rhea and nyla rose which i'll be i'll be absolutely fine with if they kind of carry on where they left off from wednesday night i think that'll be an awesome match but they've got a couple of weeks they might be able to introduce uh, a new contender um but uh it it could also turn out to be a a multi-woman match as well if they do anything at revolution with the amount of people that were stood backstage you could possibly throw in Big Swole in there. You could throw in Chris Statlander. You could throw in Britt Baker. Um, could be a multi-woman match. And I think that would be very, very good also. But uh, keep the championship on Nyla Rose for a little while. Let her kind of develop as a champion. Let her establish herself as a champion and establish the championship a little bit more as well. But um, I'm interested to see where that one goes, definitely. Uh, we, 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 we had a, a pretty decent match to kick off this week's AEW Dynamite between Kenny Omega and... Hangman Adam Page, the current AEW Tag Team Champions, World Tag Team Champions, going up against former champions, SCU, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian. Of course, the last time these two met was on um, the the good ship Jericho, the Norwegian Pearl, out in the uh, Atlantic. Um, And uh, that was where Kenny Omega and Hangman Page actually won the World Tag Team Championships over SCU. So this was a rematch from the Rock and Wrestle Rager at Sea Park de um this was a really fun match ash i uh, really enjoyed this one the fans were really into it as well like i said it was the, the first match a hot way to kick off the show uh, there was lots of back and forth action between both teams however the, the tag team champions of omega and page they successfully defended their titles finishing the match with a with like a buckshot lariat v trigger combo uh in kazarian mm. after 16 minutes so after the match we had the Dark Order, they come down, the best friends come down, Angelico and uh, Angelico and uh, Jack Evans, the Young Bucks, 
um, and uh, the Butcher and the Blade. And I think there's going to be like a tag team battle royal next week to see who the new number one contenders mm. to Page and Omega's title will be at Revolution. Um, but you, you mentioned we spoke off air briefly about this. And um, I think you said that the Lucha Brothers are going to be taking on Omega and Page next week for the championships. So this will be back to back weeks where the tag team title is being defended. Uh, but you say that it won't necessarily be. Omega and Page defending their titles at Revolution. It could be the Lucha Brothers, but give us your thoughts on what went down here, uh, the aftermath with all the teams coming down, promoting the tag team battle war for next week, and your thoughts about next week and maybe a little bit further on to Revolution. Uh, the match in overall, I enjoyed very well. It was, like, it was a bit of a slow burn to start off with, but as soon as it got going, it built, built up very well. Especially towards sort of the end, so you can see Santa being the double team move for the Buckshot Larry in the future. It was just like brutal. It looked like it not Kazarian out. So yeah. like the way he was yeah. like hugging the bottom rope after his match, it was like he was literally not not to clean out. Um, then the aftermath, it was like it's a good way to build up for the, it's, it's a normal common trait that WWE do with the Raw Rumble, last go home show. You always have to be multi men coming to the ring and you have to be poor apart brawl just to build up for the pay per view. Yeah, which is what they're doing for next week as well. Yeah, and uh, I would say next week we got uh, Page and Omega going up against uh, the Lucha Brothers. I think I'm right in saying that, and the number one contenders tag team battle royal. Now, my thoughts about this was that I'm, I'm thinking the Young Bucks could possibly win the battle royal and go on to face Omega and Page at Revolution. But you, you you've kind of got a slightly different opinion. You think that the Lucha Brothers might um, might possibly. Uh, grab the tag team gold before revolution and might be defending it against the winner of the battle royal um at the end of the month but um what's your kind of predictions i mean the tag team scene in general i think has always been quite strong in aew um but uh, give us your thoughts on kind of who might be facing whom at revolution then ash so i think potentially might have a similar scene to what had last week with adam page that he will be away where he thinks he will be able to finish off the match but he was like he would get cornered off and get literally taken out by uh, both the Luchas and cost him and Omega the titles. Where you could obviously try to think as well, it's the week after you thought Pac versus Omega, where he could also cost pay, uh, Omega his matches gets packed to the deciding fall, which gets set yep. up the heel turn to lead to a match for a revolution. Uh, you've got it all thought out. You've got it all thought out and... Uh... Yeah, you, you, you and uh, Kieran, your fantasy booking is always pretty damn spot on. So well, that sounds pretty good. So we've got a couple of good scenarios there that might follow through. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, either way, I think the what, Page and his kind of the drinking angle, I think is going to uh, affect his tag team relationship with Kenny Omega that will eventually lose them the titles, whether it next week against the Lucha Brothers or on the 29th uh, at Revolution against the winner of the Battle Royal. Um, I'm predicting the Young Bucks to win uh, the Battle Royal, so I think the Young Bucks will be in that match uh, against either Omega and Page or the Lucha Brothers. But I like your kind of fantasy booking with, you know, um, yeah, Page kind of costing them the championship next week, possibly getting involved in Kenny Omega's match with uh, Pac the week after the 30-man Ironman match so uh, yeah that's really really cool but um, um, we had a match between MJF and Jungle Boy as well Ash on this week's AEW Dynamite uh, they mentioned on commentary that Jungle Boy is only 22 years old, MJF is only 23 years old mm-hmm. clearly you know uh, th- th- these are you know future headliners of mm-hmm. AEW the brand and obviously MJF is possibly you know up there as the top 
one or two heels in the company at the moment. Uh, this was a really fun match between a, a beloved baby face in Jungle Boy and a, and a, a dickish heel in MJF. Um, and towards the end of the match, we see Wardlow come back to the ring. He obviously went backstage before the, the bell rang, came back before the end of the match. He handed over MJF's uh, Diamond Dozen Championship ring over to MJF. MJF then blasts Jungle Boy with the uh, the loaded punch uh, using the ring, of course, hooking the leg, getting the pin over Jungle Boy. This was a really fun match. Um, and uh, yeah, the fans were really into it. I really enjoyed it. It was a great story that they told throughout this match between, as I said, you know, uh, possibly the future prospects, the two best future prospects AEW has for the next two, three, four, five years. Jungle Boy could be the, the the face of the company going forward. I think he's definitely a future AEW champion, in my opinion. And the same for MJF, like I say, possibly the biggest heel in AEW at the moment. Um, you can't help but be impressed by these two and how, they, how they've come a really long way in AEW in such a short space of time. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on, on the match? And give us your thoughts on these two individuals, Jungle Boy and MJF. Um, and, and you know, are, are you big fans? Are you as big a fans of Jungle Boy and MJF as I have? And do you think that their future is as bright as I think it is? I'm a fan of both of them, both the guys, and I do see them being top talents in the next few years. I can see yeah. MJF definitely being champion, but not straight away. I'll say possibly in a year or two time. If he's got some kind of clause with his ring where he gets a title shot where she can cash in at any time. That's a good way for him to become champion. Yeah, we, we've we've never fully established what uh, privileges the ring, mm. uh, the, the the diamond doesn't ring, as what, what advantages it has to the champion. I don't think that's mm. been fully fleshed out, but one of them might yeah. be that he gets a championship match within the year because I think mm. it's going to be an annual event, isn't it? The, the diamond doesn't battle yeah. royal. Um, but um, yeah, interesting, interesting. Your thoughts on Jungle Boy as well? Uh, he's another fresh, like young talent. Obviously, being the son of been Luke Perry, he's literally, obviously, he's grown up from that kind of back- background where he was known as just Luke Perry's son. But now yeah. he's trying to protect his loyalty. He's away from that and wants to build his own career around himself. It's literally a good, sto- it's a good story. It's obviously developing time. He can be another champion. He could be potential tag champions with either Luchasaurus or Marco Stump in the future. Yeah. But it's literally just building him up in a few years' time. He can be definitely. A, contender for world championship in the future in the near future definitely yeah I, I think his match with jericho um just before christmas or just before the, the new year was was really really good where they gave jungle boy 10 minutes to kind of last the the 10 minutes to kind of stand the test of time with Jeff, chris jericho to see if he can survive the, the 10 minutes with le champion which he did and i think that kind of sets him up nicely for the future but i i agree with you i think the possibly tag team gold might be um, you know, the first bit of silverware that Jungle Boy has, um, I'm hoping, with, with Luchasaurus. And I, I think, you know, there's lots of good matches you could have with that um, with, with that threesome, really. You could throw Marco Stunt into the mix as well. But I see kind of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy possibly being a contender for the tag titles. And I, I can really visualise the Lucha Brothers versus the Jurassic Express as being a, a brilliant match that the fans can really get Ooh. into, uh, that could have a really good chemistry as well somewhere down the line. But um, that all depends who's champion after revolution and uh, but I see yeah the Lucha Express uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus kind of being a contender for the tag gold and that could you know 
we've not seen a lot from Luchasaurus over the weeks. I think he's had injuries, but he's kind of always there by the side of uh, Jungle Boy. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think Luchasaurus has got a match with uh, Jake. No, Luchasaurus. Um, he, no, it's Dustin Rhodes, isn't it? That's fighting Jake Hager at yeah. Evolution. But um, yeah, I know that uh, they were they were kind of teasing a match between Luchasaurus and Jake Hager, but I don't think we've had that one yet. That could be something to look out for for the future. But um, yeah, uh, like I say, any other thoughts on on, on this match and uh, and uh, like I say, MJF won in the end, and it's a shame to see Jungle Boy in the losing end because um, he seems to lose a lot more than he wins. Yeah. To be fair, uh, considering he's a possible star for the future. But any final thoughts on the match itself? As you're saying, as Jungle Boy, it's hard to see him lose, but you can think about the long story build. You need MJF to have momentum going to his match against Cody at Revolution, so you don't want him to lose a match going into it. Maybe have him lose the match on the go-home show if he has a match. You put that cast in doubt, or can he actually beat Cody? Does he have the mental know-all to beat Cody in the match? Yeah, some good points. Well, uh, before we talk about the main event segment of this week's AEW Dynamite, it was uh, heavily promoted throughout the show. Some of the matches for next week, obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're getting Cody versus Wardlow. Um, I, is that next week? I think it might be actually because that's um, uh, a week in removed. Georgia, isn't it? It's a steel cage. Yeah, yeah so that's going to be yeah. pretty good, and that'll be our kind of first proper glimpse of Wardlow because we've not really seen much of him since he's been on the AWC apart from being the, the muscle the bodyguard of MJF of course then we've got the tag team battle royal um, to see who's going to be the new number contender to the tag team titles we've got to Hangman Page Kenny Omega as we said a moment ago against uh, the Lucha Brothers uh, and of course in two weeks time we've got um, uh, we've got Pac versus Kenny Omega in that 30 minute Ironman match and that's the go home show uh, before that weekend's revolution pay-per-view, of course. So lots of really, really good matches that are kind of thrown out there for next week and the week after on AEW Dynamite. Lots to look forward to. Um, let's talk about the main event segment of this week's Dynamite then, Ash. Uh, Santana, obviously, uh, this is his first singles match in probably a couple of years. He's obviously tagging with um, Ortiz, so LAX or Santana and Ortiz, uh, pride and powerful, however you want to... Uh, describe them, but Santana going up against John Moxley. So earlier on in the show, Chris Jericho announced that if John Moxley could survive this match, can survive his match with Santana on this week's AEW, then uh, John Moxley will have to go up against Jeff Cobb on next week's Dynamite. So uh, I think there was a little bit of a promo package giving us highlights of Jeff Cobb and his kind of uh, time in Japan, his time on the independent circuit. Um, but um, Speaking of this match, this this was kind of advertised as an eye for an eye match. Nobody was really fully aware of kind of what the stipulation was. Uh, but obviously the, the focus on um, each of the wrestlers going after each other's eyes during this match was kind of a big focus of the match. One thing I really liked about this, this before the match even started, and I said this before, uh, but every time Justin Roberts does John Moxley's announcement for uh, John Moxley's entrance, I think that's the best ring announcement in wrestling at the moment. Absolutely loves uh, John Moxley's entrance here and Justin Roberts' announcement of Moxley. Um, however, in this match, uh, like I say, it was quite an action-packed match. Uh, went about 10 minutes. Moxley got the win after a paradigm shift. After the match, you had the rest of the inner circle come down. They rush the ring. They take out Moxley. Jericho even got his Judas effect back elbow in there, 